Welcome to Hallmark, the podcast by and for people who work from home. I am your host, Dave Kahlo, and this is episode number 268, Small Goals. If you like the show, please support us on Patreon, where you'll have early access to episodes, bonus content, the opportunity to listen along live every week, plus lots more. That's at patreon.com slash homeworkpodcast. You can also join our Discord, where you can chat with like-minded homeworkers and more. You'll find a link in the show notes. Additionally, you can reach us by email at heyhomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. We read and respond to everyone. Now, let's get started. Harry, how are you doing? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Nice. It was like 50 degrees today. It was amazing. Oh, we got up to 70 today. It was absolutely... 70? Yeah, it was great. The last couple days have been springtime, and finally all the snow is gone, so we're we're very happy over here. Yeah, there's only a couple patches left where it was, you know, like the trucks will make a big heap in the parking lots. So right now, that's about all that's left. I remember when I was commuting into the city, um, going to the train station, there was a section behind the parking garage where the trucks would dump the snow. And I remember it was June or July before the last of it finally melted because it was a mountain about two stories tall that they had tucked up behind (laughs) the the parking garage. It was so funny. Nice. Yep. Uh, I always wanted to play on those when I was a kid, but of course they were in a parking lot. Right. Or... or, (laughs) Or you, uh, you you sink into it, then you're never seen again. <laughs> right. Goodbye. Used to have two kids, and I've got one, thanks to the snow. Yep. Hey, we're talking about a small goals this week, which should be a lot of fun. But before we get to that, I want to talk about tools of the week. Harry, do you have a tool of the week? I do, and it's kind of a, a niche tool of the week. It's for a very small oh. subset of people, but it's something I didn't even realize existed until late last week, and I'm glad I found it. Oh. It's called... The Gladiator Joe monitor arm um, mount. And what it is is – so I when I redid my whole office setup for my new job, I got a Samsung mm-hmm. curved monitor. But the problem was it didn't it didn't come with a Visa um, – the, the, the holes for the Visa mount. So when I got the monitor arm with my new desk, I got the monitor arm from, from Autonomous with the desk. Um, I tried to, to mount it and realized, oh, the holes don't line up. There's actually no holes on the back of the monitor. So I wasn't able to, to put it on the monitor arm. And then I found this thing. This was on Amazon. And it's 50 bucks. And what it does is it slides under um, several particular um, Samsung curved monitors. It's It's got one, two, three, four models. And I have the the U32R590, I think. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. The R3590. I know. Right. I, I wish they would do it. I wish they would name things like Apple name things. I, I would rather call it like the Samsung 32 Pro Max X or whatever than what by its product number. But anyway, there's a there's a section. So if you're using the legs that come with the monitor, the um, the legs have a bracket on them that, that sort of tuck underneath and then screw down, and then it sits on those. So this takes the place of the legs, and it, it tucks underneath these two tabs. You screw it down, and then on the back of this thing, it, and this thing's made out of like heavy cast iron, um, there are holes to put the visa mount on. So then the visa mount goes on that, and then the, the mount goes on the arm, and then you're, you're good to go. So I've actually been able to use for the last couple of days um, my monitor monitor on the monitor arm um, hovering above nice. my desk so yeah this is this is great and you know i would also look 
Um, if you go to the, I'm going to the Gladiator Joe store, they make a whole bunch of different kinds of monitor arms and mounts, um, Visa adapters for different kinds of monitors. So, you know, they don't just make for um, Samsung, they make one that's compatible with HP Pavilion monitors. That's about $26. Um, so yeah, I would, I would look around. It's Gladiator Joe is the company. Um, and, and they make a lot of cool stuff that, you know, if you think, oh no, I can't use this thing I bought, check out what they have because you might be able to. Nice. Oh boy, get rid of that buyer's remorse. Yep, exactly. I was I was actually really upset. I put the monitor arm in the basement. I was like, you know, maybe one day when I get another monitor, I'll I'll be able to use it. And uh, turns out I'm able to use it now. So nice, nice, nice. I've also got a niche desk tool. Uh, interestingly enough, I went out and bought a. Um, it's called the Anchor. It is an under desk headphone mount, and it's by Elevation Lab. It is basically this little. Uh, rubber doohickey with a hook on each end and a big adhesive slab on the top and you stick it to the underside of your desk and then you can hang your headphones on it when they're not in use which i like a lot because i have hold on one second uh these big old samson mm, headphones okay. they're these massive things that take up a whole lot of space on my desk and frankly i was sick of looking at them and moving them and putting them on the floor so now i can just hook them underneath my desk and they're you know, arms length away, but they're out of the way. And this thing was under $20. Uh, let me see what it was. So did you oh, get, did you get the pro remember. or did you get the regular um, original under desk headphone stand mount? Um, it doesn't say pro. So mine must be still an amateur. Okay. It has not reached pro status yet. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to get one of these as well. Cause I, right now I hang my headphones on top of my boom arm for my, my podcasting mic. And I don't love how that looks and it sort of gets in the way and you know this this seems much nicer yeah so it's completely out of the way i don't have to see it or deal with it when i'm trying to spread out and work and yeah i love the thing was like 20 dollars shipped and delivered and everything you know just great and it's funny because i also have a road boom arm and um i wrap the microphone cord around it because for some reason, just having it dangling drives me crazy. I know it's minor, but it's just so aggravating. Well, that, that's funny because so, the Pro, apparently it's extra strong. So if you have particularly heavy headphones, you can um, you can hang them on here. But then also it has this little little like eye hook underneath where you can um, you can hang the, the cord so that it doesn't get. Oh, everywhere. nice. It's got a little cord, oh, carry, yeah, so uh, cord management thing. I have the amateur then. Yeah. Mine has not reached pro status yet. It's still in the AAA. <laughs> But I'm loving it. It's great. For a small amount of money, you can have this very useful thing. These are great. I mean, even the Pro is like 15 bucks, So it's it's yeah. not a, a huge investment. And it looks like it. No, you know, not at all. Um, yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, the hardest part was um, for mounting it, you, you press it real hard and you have to wait 24 hours before you can use it. I was just like, oh, so close. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. Okay, tomorrow after work, I can put my headphones on this, <laughs> but not until. There's a, there's basically the hook has two ends too, so you can technically you could hang two pieces, of, two sets, um, of headphones off of this. Which, if you which I, I may, I I'm probably gonna do because I have um a pair of uh I have a headset that came with my work laptop that has a little it's it connects by USB C, um. But I use that when I jump on certain work calls. And then I have my podcasting headphones, which I use for, you know, like right now. And I, I have actually yeah. been taking some calls on my my personal laptop via Zoom and, and stuff. It's just easier. So I'm, I'm probably going to get one of these and I can hang both sets of headphones. Very, very nice. Harry, uh, I you won't believe this. I already have my tool of the week for next week picked out. Oh, awesome. And so it's a very special. I can't wait 
to talk about it, but we have to we have to wait until next so week. That means people have to listen next week. That's right. It also means uh, spoiler. It's going to have a lot of reading to do between now and next week. Oh, okay. Um, so, I think if we're done teasing next week's episode, let's talk about small goals, as that is this week's topic. Now, Harry, you picked this topic, and uh, what what motivated you to talk about? Want to talk about small goals this week? Well, you know, the the theme of this month is goals, and we mm-hmm. talked to Joe Bulig about his goals and in doing his different channels and and yeah. um, his blog and stuff. And then last week we talked about our sort of big goals um, that we want to take care of for the year. So for tonight, I wanted to talk about small goals and setting them and accomplishing them because I think you know the key to accomplishing your goals is to start small. I think you know. Mm-hmm. You know, plan plan them out a couple of steps at a time, and and sort of uh, the there's a book by Anne Lamott called Bird by Bird, and and the whole story behind the title of the book is I believe it was her brother was doing some sort of of school project on different birds of the Northeast, and he had waited until the last minute, the night before it was due, to start it, and his his father sits down with him, and he said, and the the brother turns to the dad and was like, I I can't do this. I mean, how how are we going to do this? And the father turns to him and says, bird by bird, we're going to take it bird by bird. And so, you know, just take it one step at a time until you get to the end, and that's that's how you need to approach, you know, goals large or small, but I think starting small and, and having some, some sort of quick wins uh, is a good way to to motivate yourself and to feel good yeah well that absolutely um has a snowballing effect as far as motivation is concerned yeah like oh i got this done i got three things done i got 11 things done and you're more likely to keep on going so yeah i love it let's talk about little teeny tiny goals um to start you talked about small goals we're talking like one or two steps right Right. So like if your if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, that's that's a lot to do. That's that's a lot for you to take on. And, and mentally, it's probably something you're going to think is, you know, I can't do that. I can't lose 50 pounds. But if you say mm-hmm. I'm going to eat one healthy breakfast this week or I'm going to eat, you know, I'm not going to eat uh, sugar for the next two days. Like those are, are slightly easier things to do uh, that you can work into your routine and, and work into, um, like you said, snowballing into to larger goals. Yeah, for me, I've been, I'm notorious for skipping breakfast. I always do it. And then when lunch comes, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. Uh, I have the lunch of a king, you know, and I shouldn't be doing that. So I set it a goal is I want to start eating breakfast. Now that sounds small, but boy, it was big because it means getting up a half hour earlier than I usually do. And it means preparing something. It means having time to eat at a leisurely pace. And it was, it was bigger than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I moved that to um, in the evening, I'll prepare something that I can eat tomorrow. Like I'll do overnight oats or I'll make sure there's some type of cereal and milk in the house or I'll bake like oat muffins. I'll bake five of them. So I have one for each day of the week. And that was much more achievable um, because it cut so much time in the morning that I didn't have to get out a pan, make something um, think about what it's going to be. Cause I don't know about you, Harry, but when I first wake up at 5 AM, uh, I'm not in problem solving mode yet. <laughs> right. Exactly. You <laughs> no, know, and th- there's a routine, you know, you gotta make coffee, you gotta have breakfast, you, you know, you sort of get, need to get into the mindset of doing it. I mean, I, I would love, one of my goals is, and it's a small goal, but for me, it's big cause I have absolutely no willpower, but it's to get up <laughs> at like six o'clock every morning. Um, cause right now I'm not getting up early enough and I, I, there's, there are things I need to do in the morning to get going and to 
prep the house or the really the kitchen so that I can you know make people breakfast and get them going. So for example, I usually end up doing a load of dishes in the morning. I we wash dishes by hand because we don't have a dishwasher. So I wash yeah, all the same. dishes by hand. And so, you know, I need to get up at six o'clock in the morning so I can do that. And I'd like to get some writing in before the day officially starts, because once my my meetings start, I'm that's it. I, there's nothing else I can do. So to get up an hour or two earlier would be fantastic. And it's this is a small goal that I need to set for myself because I haven't been doing it. Can we have a very small aside about dishwashers? Sure. Very small. <clears throat> Ours broke maybe 10 years ago. Mm hmm. And we've never fixed it. And I I don't miss it at all. Because I, I think just wash it. Like we would have, you know, my wife would always say, well, let's not run the dishwasher until it's mm -hmm. full. That makes perfect sense. So then if it's half full, you think, mm, oh, do I want this to be half full so the food can just, you know, fuse itself to the plate? Right. Or I'll just wash it so it won't be half full. Or it it gets super full and then you're running it and how much water does it use? And I I I don't want we got rid of our microwave and we got rid of our dishwasher because they both seemed unnecessary. And at this point, I don't even want a dishwasher. <clears throat> I, I could just wash the dishes myself in 20 minutes and be done. See, I, I would love to do that. The only the the problem I have is that I um you know, we use so many dishes throughout the day. That yes. they end up in the bedroom, they end up in the living room or the dining room or, you know, various rooms of the house. And so I'm constantly collecting forks and small <clears> plates and, you know, it's like we had guests. But no, it's just the three of us. And But just nothing ever makes it back into the kitchen. And so what I found is no matter how many times I do the dishes, there is always a sink full of dishes. Like I'll, I'll clean out the sink. I will put everything away and I'll walk into a room and there are four dishes that are waiting for me to wash and it's, I can't get ahead of it. <laughs> and so I would love to have a dishwasher again, but to your point, I don't, you know, it uses a ton of water, although so do I, cause I let the, the faucet run the entire time I'm washing the dishes. So I, you know, I'm going to be wasting water no matter what, but we used to, we used to have a dishwasher when we lived in an apartment and I remember I would run it. And then we would sort of pull from the dishwasher when we needed to eat. So I would never put anything away. It would sit in the dishwasher clean, and I would just pull a new plate or a clean fork out of the dishwasher. So our, our cupboards were always bare. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I... That's I the it. other thing. It becomes a cabinet. Exactly. Well, funny enough, we have a dishwasher, but it's a, it's a portable one that came with the house, and it hooks up to the faucet via a tube or a hose. And I refuse to use it because I don't trust the damn thing. So I we use it as a as a counter space. It's got a it's got um, the the particle board, the chipboard um, covered in vinyl or linoleum. On top oh of yes. It. Mm -hmm. So it's it's got countertop on top of it, and we use it as a as a place to store like pantry items and things. Um, so it, that that is our dishwasher right now, and I've never used it. I've never turned it on. I don't even know if it works. Um, but I would love to the arborite. Yeah. Um, so I. We we've decided like if we ever renovate the kitchen, you know, if we ever win the lottery, well, that one of the things I want is a dishwasher and a big one. Oh, like a commercial kitchen? Can you pull the arm? The big box comes down, and the dishes are done in ninety seconds. Yes, I would love one. If of those. you've ever worked in a commercial kitchen, boy, those puppies are awesome. <laughs> Just like I want one of those, you know, like if you go to the laundromat, they have the giant pressing machines and you know the big. Oh yes. Yeah, sounds like a Star Trek door opening and closing. Which is how I judge all equipment. That's right. So small. Um, yeah, start small. I guess the point was um, 
eat breakfast in the morning it turned out to be larger than I imagined. And so when I changed it to prep something at night that I could have in the morning, that was much, much easier and it's been much more successful for me. And if you want to, if you want to spin it to, um, you know, something related to work or your workspace, you know, maybe you say I need like when I know one of your goals is to clean your desk. And so maybe one of your small goals is to clean a corner of the desk or to clean Mm -hmm. out one drawer um, or to do to go through the paperwork and shred what you don't need. Just like one small task that gets you one step closer to a clean desk. Oh, isn't this shredder satisfying? Yes. Oh, I, I do it once a week. We collect the mail in a corner and I just go through it once a week and I shred it. Okay, my problem with organizing the desk, I wish you all could see it right now because it's not too bad. My big problem is I'll pick something up that shouldn't be on my desk forever. This is not its forever home, but I don't know where to put it. So right now I'm holding the box from my anchor mount just because I had it here because I wanted to remind myself of what it was called. But there are other things that I'll pick it up and I say, I don't know where to put this. Like I can't find a home anywhere here and so it just ends up right back where i started right it's, it's flat surface syndrome <laughs> yes any flat surface becomes a shelf and i don't know where to put this that can be its forever home so that's that's how i end up in trouble yep i i totally hear you. my desk upstairs in my my normal office because i'm i'm temporarily in the back room of the house for while i work um, my normal mm-hmm. office desk is just storage at this point. It's just got stuff on top of it. That's you know we store Christmas presents in my my office. We store um, like Easter basket stuff. It, it just becomes mm-hmm. a, a stockpiling room. All the holidays. Mm-hmm. Like Your the Festivus room, pole. It's the only room my son won't go into. <laughs> the Festivus pole is in there. Everything. And that's where I air my grievances. <laughs> As one should. Uh, so you want to have your goals clearly defined and interestingly here you you want to tell others about your small goal is that just for accountability yeah you you want to i think one reason a lot of people don't accomplish their goals big or small is that they don't um they don't voice them out loud and maybe maybe your your version of this is creating a, a mood board or a vision board where you know you have the goal staring you in the face all day and so you can always see it um but you know for some people they need to tell someone else like i am going to do this hold me to it and i think having that accountability is a great way to uh bring you closer to to actually doing the thing and and having someone sort of check in with you like did you do it did you do it did you do it and maybe maybe telling someone is getting an app like do that will Mm -hmm. nag you until it's finally done you know if you don't have someone around you who can who can constantly remind you um or or set a deadline for yourself you know setting a deadline for yourself is a great way to motivate yourself to finish the thing like i have a deadline to get you know four cabinet stories done by the end of the week and so that i have something that i'm working towards that i have to accomplish you know by friday to to get four stories done so you know that that's my deadline can we talk about the do app real quick? Sure. Because boy, is it persistent. If you tell do remind me to X at Y, it will be in your face yep. until you do it. And that's what I love about the app. Cause sometimes I'll get that one reminder and go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that in a minute. And I swipe it away. It's gone. I'm also swiping it out of the gray matter in my head with the same motion. But do is just, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You're going to do that thing. You're going to do it. Hey, are you going to do that? And <laughs> I, I love it. I need that constant pestering from do. Uh, it's such a good app. I've had it for years and years and years. 
to remind me of mm, what I would call mission critical things. I have to be reminded to do this and it absolutely has to happen and I'll give it to do and do make sure that I do it. Yep. It lives up to its name. It does. <clears throat> you know what else lives Sometimes up to I call name? it Nagatha Christie. Nah, nice. The Very secretary nice. of Nagriculture. That's excellent. And I love it so much because it will not let me off the hook. So and you want to you know something? Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep, focus, act, and be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. I know that with all the Zoom meetings I do on a daily basis, I need to wind down at the end of the day, and Headspace really helps with that. I do a short meditation, and I'm recentered and refocused, and I can get back to my life. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash homework. That's headspace.com slash homework for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so head to headspace.com slash homework today. Thank you to Headspace for sponsoring this episode of Homework. All right, so moving on, you know, we've told others, you know, we, we want to be held accountable for completing our goals. And so the next part of this process is to take action as soon as possible. So don't let, don't sit on it. Don't, don't wait until the last minute to do it. You know, if it's something small and something that you can accomplish, maybe it's putting the laundry away or, um, you know, putting the dishes away or, you know, uh, writing a journal entry, whatever it is, get it done as quickly as you can to move on to the next thing and just cross it off your list. Yeah. Strike while the iron is hot, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, because you sit on it long enough, you're going to see it on your to-do list all the time. You're going to keep running by it and, and you're going to feel worse and worse about it the longer you, you put it off. I have things on my to-do list that have been here for weeks that I just need to sit down and do and I haven't gotten the time or the effort to do that. For example, you know, for D&D, &D, I need to fill out a backstory document for um, one of our teammates. For, um, for yeah. I yeah, because I would like a nice stained glass window of my character. And so I need to I need to finally do this. And I just have not had the time to sit down and really plot it out. So, you know, that is one of my goals for very soon is to, to write this character backstory. See, and that's why it really is important to take action quickly because that thing can flip on you, right? So the goal or the action step or whatever you want to call it that you were excited about. Right. can actually flip on its back like a turtle with its legs in the air and become something that causes you stress and anxiety. Because now it's something that I haven't done and now I feel badly about not having done it, and so I avoid it. So that will put the brakes hard on progress on that goal. 
Yeah, and, and you know, it, it might come down to motivation. I know when I was reading, I had read the Marie Kondo book, um, the, the, oh, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the, the Magic of Tidying Up, whatever the, the full title was. And mm-hmm. I remember reading it and, and closing the back cover and then cleaning out my upstairs linen closet, like just gutting it and, and going through, forget Spark Joy, is this expired? Does this need to go? And I, I remember just getting rid of all of this like old old hair stuff and, you know, disposing of old medicine that, that we hadn't touched and five years and all this other stuff. And so, you know, I, I was, I had this like inspiration to go in there and do that. And, you know, sometimes that's what you need to really get going is, is to, you know, maybe watch an episode of some cleaning show and then go to town. Yeah. What was the name of the book? I can't remember. The life changing magic of tidying up. That's what it was called. Oh, that was it. Yeah. That was good. I liked it. So moving on, um, you know, the, the small goals can be part of big goals. So, for example, of one of my goals is to finish the book I'm working on. And so one of my small goals might be to, um, you know, finish a chapter or um, plot plot out a chapter or, you know, go back over one of the chapters I've already written and, and edit it down a little bit. You know, something small to push me toward the end. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would imagine that uh, most of your small goals are going to be part of big goals. Um, if you have really, really tiny goals, great. But usually they say so snowball, even if you're successful in a one-off small goal that could motivate you to say, hmm, what's the, what's the next thing I can do? So yeah, that happens a lot. Um, okay. So you've clearly defined your goal. You've told others you're ready to take action. Now it's time, Harry, I think to start monitoring progress or yeah, and tracking a, your progress. Right. And there are a lot of ways to do this. A lot of apps we've talked about on the show. Notion mm-hmm. is a very good one. If you listen to the most recent Mac power users, uh, uh, Dave, uh, David Sparks and Stephen Hackett interviewed August Bradley, who we have discussed at length on this show, and he is like mm-hmm. the Notion expert. Um, and they talked about how he his whole process and everything, and he's very big on project tracking and, and goal tracking. So I would definitely recommend listening to that episode. Um, but Notion is a great because it's so versatile and gives you so many different views of how to track your projects. You can do it via a calendar, a basic spreadsheet table kind of layout, Kanban boards, you know, all, all different ways. Um, and then speaking of Kanban boards, you can also use something like Trello, which um, mm-hmm. Andy Welfley, who's been on the show, friend of the show, Andy Welfley, hi. Um, hi he Andy. and I have used to, um, <clears throat> to to track the progress of the Plumpago magazine that we do every, uh, we do twice a year. Um, you know, just moving one thing from one column to the next as we complete it. Um, there are countless to-do apps. OmniFocus is probably the biggest one if you're going to do pr- major project tracking. Um, you know, it, there are different contexts and tags you can do with it. Um, I've been using things on my side uh, to, to track some minor projects. Um, I've also been tinkering with Obsidian, uh, which is a Rome research alternative. It's, it's linked note-taking we've discussed on the show. And then mm-hmm. you and I use Craft, uh, which is a, a great collaboration tool, um, similar to Notion in that everything is done in blocks and, and has, a, it has a whole bunch of uh, different integrations with things. So you can create these sheets with, not tables yet, but you know, I think like Markdown and um, you know, uh, images and, and links to different things. And so you can create these really lush, full ways of tracking your projects that you, know, you, might, not, you might not be able to do on paper or in a different kind of app. Yeah, you and I are looking at craft right now, and uh, it's quite nice. It's really growing on me. I have uh, it does tabbed windows, so I have the intro and the outro on one tab. I have the outline for this episode in another tab. It's quite nice. 
Yeah, I'm exactly the same way, and I can, you know, it, it automatically formats everything. So if you do it in Markdown, where you, you know, you put the link, the the word for the link, and the square brackets, and then the link itself in parentheses right next to it, it just conc it concatenates everything and gives you just a, a hyperlink to the the thing yeah. you link to. So it's it's really great. Um, and then from here, I can dump this into drafts or into a, a tweet or whatever it is. So I, I I'm really liking Craft. I'm I was using Notion for my project tracking. Um, for right now, my goals are pretty pretty small, so I've been putting everything into things as my my one stop shop, um, and mm -hmm. that's been working really well because I have the widget on the iPhone, so I can always see what's up next on my list to do and and tap it right from there and get rid of it and then move on to the next thing. So I'm I'm a big fan of things. Yep, very nice, and it's very very pretty. It, oh, it's gorgeous. My my only frustration i would actually prefer it be a subscription app but they charge mm -hmm. you for each version you buy so if you buy the iphone version it's like 20 if you buy the um or maybe 10 and if you buy the mac version it's 30 and if you buy the ipad version it's 20 so like it's 60 70 to go all in on things yeah so i would rather pay 10 bucks a month and you know just get them all <laughs> yeah I, I yeah i see that so we've uh defined our goal we've told others we've committed to taking action and we are tracking our progress now it's time to schedule when are we going to do this stuff there's we've clearly defined the steps that we're going to do when are we going to take time to do it i think this is time to address our good friend block scheduling yeah i mean i was i was trying to use sorted and i i, I couldn't quite figure it out you know how to how to do it the right way I th i'm gonna have to mm -hmm. dig more into it um my my trial ran out so we'll see what i can do in it but um you know, block scheduling, the, the idea of, of really knocking out time for specific tasks to do um, is something I want to try doing, especially with the waking up early piece of it. I tried doing this a long time ago where I would, you know, from 5 to 5.30, I would do email. And from 5.30 to 6, I would go uh, take a shower. And then from 6 to 6.30, I would do writing. And, you know, it, I, it never worked because I never got up early enough to do it. But I, I was trying to do the, the David Sparks method of really like hyper scheduling my calendar for different time blocks so that I knew exactly what I was doing at a specific time. Um, I mm -hmm. do know that, you know, if you do plan on doing this, be generous in the time you give. So for example, if you think something's going to take an hour, give yourself two hours just in case, because things, mm -hmm. things happen. You might get distracted. Your application might not open. Your computer might crash, whatever it is, give yourself time. And then if you have free time left over, you can roll that into the next thing on your list. Um, but then, you know, you know, moving on from that, you, you then get into the tracking portion of things. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned a couple here on the list toggle I've used for a while. It's really a very simple and effective way to track your time. You can sort by project or by task, uh, get, click your timer on and off. And, um, a lot of people will use it when they're, you know, have billable hours to keep track of. But I think you could also use it to keep track of your progress or time spent on a task. Right, exactly. And and like we talked about a couple episodes ago, they have those um those things on your desk where if you tip it like a, it's diamond shaped or it looks like a dice, and if you turn it on a certain side, it'll start tracking how much time you learn. Thank you, Jackie. 
uh, Jackie in the chat is our, our guardian angel here. Uh, she, you know, you turn it on one side and it, it tracks how much email you're doing and then you flip it over to another side and it tracks how much you're, you know, spending on, on YouTube or, or whatever it is, you know, that mm -hmm. you can track your time that way. Um, and that's really for seeing how, if you, if you bill by the hour or if you bill by, um, you know, specific tasks you do, that's great for that. But if you just want to see how much time you're spending on different things, that's a great way to do it. Um, but then there, I also have listed here Timery, which is sort of a, a proxy for Toggle. So the Toggle app, especially on the iPhone, sucks. So um, you you can use Timery as sort of a, a gateway into Toggle. It is a much prettier version. I think a new version just came out today, and I, there's a nice widget for it. So I would look into that. Yeah. Uh, we've also got the Pomodoro method listed here. Mm -hmm. um, that is more just a way to um, get yourself working. Uh, has you alternate work periods and rest periods. So your initial work period is 25 minutes and you commit for these 25 minutes, I am simply going to work and you set a timer. And when the timer is up, you get five minutes of break time. For five minutes, you can do whatever you like. Then you restart another five, 25 minute work block. Do this three times. The third time your break is 15 minutes and then you start the whole thing over again. It's really, really nice for focused work. And I found that it helped me uh, hmm, dissuade myself from goofing off, <laughs> I guess is the best way of putting it. Well, I'll be during a work block and I'll say, boy, it might be nice to go on YouTube and watch some dumb bit. Oh, no, no, no. I have 18 minutes. In 18 minutes, I may go do that in five minutes. <laughs> sort of keeps me on track like that. Yeah, I the only way I was able to get 30,000 words in nano this last time was with the Pomodoro technique. I would do oh, yeah. 20 minutes and and what you end up doing is you don't waste your time with like research or you know, I don't know what to write here. I would literally for example, I would literally write in square brackets, you know, fix this later and then I would keep moving. Like I I did I didn't waste time trying to figure out the right word to say or the right phrase or or you know, dig is this is this historically accurate? Like that didn't matter. It was about getting the words on the page. And so sometimes that's all you need. You need, you know, the, the clock creeping at your back as you're, you know, racing toward the, the finish line. Um, you need, you need that push to, to get you to finally do something. And so the, the Pomodoro technique is really, really good for that. Yeah. When I was at AOL writing for the unofficial Apple blog and back when I was writing for Unclutterer too, I always wrote my intros last. I don't know why it's just how I like to do it. Hmm. So I, my intro was always blah, blah, blah intro. That's what I would type. <laughs> And then I want to go back and type the rest of the thing. And then when I felt it was done, I would go finish up the intro. Um, and I would also, I was also famous for doing uh, WEF. Like I type with my hands on ASTF, JKL, semicolon. And if I wanted a space filler, I would just do like, put up, put up, my three fingers like that in a row on the left hand. It would produce a little wef, wef like that. Oh, wef, wef, yeah. And that just meant later, I'll, I'll do this. <laughs> Come back to it later. Um, so I was like, and then you do this and you do this. And I was like, ah, whatever. I'll just hit my wef wef and I'll continue typing. And then later on, I search for the wef wefs and fill them in as I need to. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I, I do. I did that with, um, I don't remember what combination I use. It was some, some sort of, uh, letter combination you don't find together, like, like JK or something. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that too. That's a good technique. There was one time. Uh, on the unofficial Apple Web blog, we did publish an article that was nothing but WEF, WEF. <laughs> it was, was only up for... Or was that like uh, April Fool's Day or something? No, it was an accident. It was only up for a few seconds. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it sort of be became famous. And this is back when 
um, IRC was our collaboration tool. And every oh, now okay. and then someone would just type wef, wef in the IRC. In the days just before to, Slack. A little joke. Yep. That's funny. So, yeah, that, that's great. Lorem Ipsum is dead. Long live wef, wef. <laughs> yes. So you never compose in the CMS kits. That's great. So you also want to do a review, I think, about where you are on your goals. Yes. Um, we mentioned doing those weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly time to sit down and say, where am I? Where am I going? And importantly, at this point, is this still a goal I want to pursue? I think that's as important a question as what progress am I making or how far am I? If you say I'm going to become fluent in Japanese and it's eight months later and it's not happening for whatever reason mm -hmm. or you haven't even started, is this still a goal you want to uh, pursue? Or have you lost your motivation or whatever situation changed to um, change that? Yeah, so the the review is really important. I and that's something I always struggle with. I know you do the weekly reviews here in Discord, and and um, mm -hmm. you know people can watch you. You do your weekly reviews. I need I I would love to sit in and do that. And I just again I get up so late. I have to make breakfast for everyone, and then by the time I realize oh he's doing his review, I, it's too late for me to join, and so I, I can never do it. <laughs> so maybe this Saturday I'll be able to get up early enough to make everyone breakfast, and then I can sit and watch you do your weekly review. Uh, but this is. This is something that this is part of the reason I fell out of it with Notion is because I could never sit down on Sunday night or whenever it was, um, you know, the end of the month and do the reviews I needed to to reassess where I am in my projects and in my just my daily task list and my goals. And and that is something that I really need to work on. Yeah, I totally get it. So, yeah, the reviews are important. Um, do we have links to share with everybody? Oh, you're writing the links down. That's why that's magically appearing in front of me. Those are going to be the show notes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a professional having been doing this for 10 years. Makes my <laughs> life easier later on, especially because now we're releasing early episodes for Patreon patrons. Um, by the way, you should join yeah. our Patreon um, and you can get yeah, access to early versions. ad-free intros. Yep. If you're at the $10 level, you get an ad-free version of the show. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been sort of updating the document here with, um, you know, one of my goals is to be more efficient with this show. So, you know, putting in the show notes, getting them as ready as possible so I can just copy and paste them. We're pros, Harry. We are pros. We're getting there. Um, and, and, you know, there, when, when you finally get to the end of, of your goals, there are rewards to be had. And I think it's important to reward yourself for accomplishing those goals, even, you know, as small as they are, maybe it's a piece of chocolate, maybe it's, you know, 10 minutes on YouTube, maybe it's, you know, uh, a walk outside, you know, I, I know, mm -hmm. I know one writer who was, uh, she had been, um, editing her book. And so she said, but I have to get through the end of this chapter and then I'm rewarding myself with the latest episode of WandaVision. And so that, that was oh, her reward. Nice. Yeah, that was her reward for her motivation for finishing on time and, and getting the work done. Cause she she has a deadline to meet, but you know, deadlines, especially with books, can be moved around and, and things happen. Um, but for her, she she set her reward as the latest episode of WandaVision. And so she got it done. She ended up finishing editing the book in time to watch the the last episode of WandaVision before everyone else, you know, before it was spoiled for her on the internet. So yeah. that, if that's what you need, that's what you need to do. Pretty good motivator. I love me some Wanta Vision. Amen. 
Um, you know, one, one thing One thing I wanted to talk about, we uh, we did this actually at my company, my firm. Um, we set – so I was given us a PowerPoint, two slides. Um, they were basically the same slide, but one was meant for the team and one was meant for me. <clears throat> and what it was was a set – it was a pyramid broken up into three sections with like a level one on the bottom, a level two in the middle, and a level three on top. And so for the team, the level one was like, what are the bare, the base things we should be doing? And I work in marketing. So, you know, what are the base marketing things we should be doing? Maybe it's SEO and, and maybe it's, you know, campaign automation. And then, you know, what are the middle level things we need to be doing? The stuff that may, we might be doing in a phase two in the second half of the year. And then what's like the top high level, like pot, almost pie in the sky kind of things that we would be doing for, for the marketing department. And then on the other side of that, the second slide, which is the same slide, but this one is personal. So what are your goals? What are the things you need to be doing at the at the base level? What are your your, hmm. your must-dos, you know, no matter what? Maybe it's, you know, having weekly catch-ups with your team. Maybe it's, um, you know, checking in with a vendor. Maybe, you know, whatever it is, those are your base things. And then, again, second level. What, what are your, you know, mid-level things? You want to get them later in the year. Some of your bigger projects, bigger-level projects. And then what are your top-level projects, the stuff that, you know, would really put you on the map and and would really just you know really elevate you as as a, a marketing manager kind of thing and I think hmm. you know it, it I sort of rolled my eyes at it when I first got it because I I hate a lot of these pop science pop psychology kind of exercises um, but yeah. in doing it it's nice to put down on paper you know these are my goals for my team and these are my goals for me and and these are the things I am working toward. Um, and I actually have a meeting with my my director uh, next week about you know achieving these goals, and so I'm I'm sort of excited to see how we can get there. Um, but I it, it was a, an interesting exercise, and might be one that uh, listeners would would probably get some some benefit out of. Yeah, very nice. I say give it a shot. Yeah. All right, Dave, you want to take us out? <laughs> I absolutely do. Hey, uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoy the work we do and you'd like to show your support, consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash homework podcast. No gift too big, no gift too small. <laughs> Each two week, you'll find bonus content like fun episodes in interviews, worksheets, and you'll be able to listen as we record the show live every Thursday night. We'd like to thank this week's level two patrons, Chris Allen Jones and Jackie Hollywood Brown, who is here tonight. You can also hang out with us over on Discord and chat with like-minded homeworkers, ask questions, and exchange tips and tricks. You'll find the link to this episode's show notes over at 5x5.tv slash homework slash 268. If you like the show, please leave us a review and or star rating in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine, fine podcasts. You can find out more about us at our Linktree accounts. Harry is linktr.ee slash hcmarks. And you'll find mine over at slash Dave Kalo. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. And now go get some work done. Bye. Bye.